Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson. All right. Happy Friday, everybody. It is a beautiful day here in Seattle. I hope you guys are having a great day. Today, we have Josh Appleman with us from the Appleman Group. Josh has tons of experience uh, from across the board, both in real estate and in regular business. <laughs> not that real estate is not regular business, but Josh, uh, Josh has a lot of experience to give to us. Um, he has experience in multifamily and my favorite, self-storage. So I'm sure this will be a great conversation. Josh, thank you very much for hopping on the show. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me, Gabe. Uh, excited to be on the show here and uh, hopefully spread some nuggets around, some some takeaways. Um, a little bit about myself. I uh, didn't start out in real estate. Real estate was not on my radar. Didn't know anything about it. Couldn't care less about real estate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I started the company, uh, United Installs, back in uh, 2009, uh, just installing flooring and um, uh, started with a couple with myself and then started in, uh, with some crews, adding on additional crews, and it became real, much more real in uh, 2012, 2013 when we started to scale, implemented a CRM and uh, it's a customer relationship management tool, added more crews. Um, eventually, um, over the course of seven years, grew it to 10.5 million a year, 200 plus contractors out every day, 51 employees, wow. and uh, nine locations. and vans and on and on and on a lot of good stuff so uh, and it was all just flooring just flooring just um just uh, piggybacking off of a major home improvement company and uh became really really good at installing flooring for uh uh to scale flooring is that is the uh the type of contractors that i'm generally most impressed with when i watch them because like i've installed floors myself and i, I did a um it's probably like 400 square foot room took me fucking forever <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah, it takes me hours and then i watch professionals do it and yeah. they i had a guy do it my um my house a couple i don't know a couple years ago and they did the entire house um i think it was almost two thousand square feet in one yeah. day and i was just like just blown away it's yeah. uh, good floors are it's amazing your guys' skill yeah they master their craft they uh get in get out get done and uh it's professionally done and that's that's what we're responsible for making sure that you had a professional installation customer services there you had somebody to call into uh we we brought something to the industry that really wasn't known you don't uh, you don't get follow up surveys after your flooring gets installed you don't have guys showing up with uh professional shirts badges that they've been background checked and uh yeah, Matt's down just respecting the property. So just giving a level of service that enabled us to grow. And um, you know, we inked 500, 5,000 lists five years in a row. Very proud of that. Multiple awards. Just growing a company created opportunities that didn't exist before and and building a team around it. Um, you know, that uh that was the beginning. That was the late 20s, early 30s. And then um 2019 rolled around and a much larger company was coming into the territory. So it was uh, essentially sell at a nominal amount or uh, essentially get pulled out, pushed out of the territory. So one one or the other was going to happen. Um, they were changing their their top tier management. So relationships were breaking and we mm. see changes. So uh, my next um, next venture in, in my eyes was going to be something that I can't, someone else cannot just come and, uh, and turn light switches out. So you put your heart, effort and energy into, into something, it's your baby and you, know, you you want to keep it forever, but that's what got me into real estate. That and um, uh, rich dad, poor dad, a mind <laughs> shift, 
and um yeah it's just take it from there nice man well yeah that is the book that uh that gets people going yeah. um and it's i mean we usually we have people on this podcast who were in you know, in corporate and they got to the point where the, they realized that they're totally dispensable um, and they needed to find something more solid. And so they jumped into real estate. But uh, it's interesting to hear from a person who had their own business and you still kind of had that perspective that, you know, we can, not that you're dispensable, but that competition can come at, come from, you know, left center and uh, completely take you guys out of the market. So you yeah. turn to real estate as well. Um, well, so and, and to the, to this day, I look at every any business as if can a light switch be turned out? Can a customer shut your business down? Shut your industry down? And uh, to me, all thing, all roads still lead back to to real estate. It's um, it's just the the uh, economies of scale are there. The um, you can feel it, touch it, see it, you can drive by it, and um, people have to sleep at night. Mm. You know, it's uh, or store their things. It's um, it's very resilient. Yeah. And the scarcity is a hundred percent there um, yeah. because you can't make more land. So yeah. uh, interesting. And I'd love to hear your story. It sounds like you guys, what really allowed you to scale your business was your systems. You realized that, you know, a lot of mom and pop um, flooring, floor installation guys out there, they didn't have their systems in, in place. They didn't have their customer service in place. And you brought that to your company, which allowed you to scale. I'm curious that experience of building the systems, building the brand, how did that translate once you decided to move into real estate? Um, same exact um, uh, format. I mean, you've in order to scale, you have to have systems put in place. You have to be able to manage your your prospects accordingly. Whether you're you're looking for off market deals, whether you're uh, your investors, your partners, you're um, giving updates. You've got to have got to have an organization behind the scenes to keep everything intact, so that you're not. Uh, dropping balls needlessly um but the uh, the customer service piece there for your for our residents our uh, tendency it's um it, those are our customers living in our 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 buildings so the uh, uh the better you treat the customers your mentality and how you um, react to their issues that that might come up will will uh, directly affect how long they want to stay with you so the better they get treated the more money they're essentially going to spend with you over time Yep, absolutely. Um, and, and that's just common sense customer courtesy at the end of the day. Treat everyone as as equals. Yep. Um, so once you did make the the switch into real estate, what were you know, you decided to go to real estate. I'm sure multifamily was the first thing that you looked at. What were the first few steps that you took to start building your business? Yeah, I couldn't figure out, I couldn't, it was hard for me to connect the dots. What was real estate investing? What is, what is real estate? What is a cap rate? What is NOI? What are mm. all these things? Cause I, mm -hmm. I, again, I don't come from real estate world. I didn't understand the language, didn't, um, you know, didn't get it. So I, I actually put myself through a, a realtor class, not to get a real estate license, just to learn the industry, learn the components. And that still didn't give me what I was searching for. So then yeah. you search in YouTube, you search for a podcast, podcast helped me out a ton. Um, and then even uh, eventually a mentorship is going to be going to help you even cross the channels into to something greater. Um, in my first real estate investment, really, we we built this 15,000 square foot office and warehouse for our business. So mm -hmm. a lot of times these businesses are created and the, the real estate behind a business is, is almost worth more than the business itself. And that's yeah. by accident. So I was in real estate accidentally and didn't even understand what we were even in. But my first true real estate investment was a 33 unit apartment complex. And that wasn't done by accident. And it wasn't certainly done overnight. It took me years to even be confident enough in myself to even buy that. 
Um, but there was a Grant Cardone, uh, like a, a Saturday boot camp or something that I went ahead and spent $1,600 on. And after that, I told the wife, I said, now I know what I need to buy. So then it, where, where focus goes, energy flows. And I think it was like a month and a half after that, that we put our 33 unit under contract. Nice. I love it. And was it, uh, were you repositioning that or was it a buy and hold? It was already in, you know, class A, good condition. So it's a, uh, it's 1978 vintage. Mm. We still own it. We, uh, we've completely redone everything inside and out, but, um, it was a great price. Uh, one, one thing that I knew going in was the value of it because I educated myself. I knew the, uh, the rent roll and, uh, cap rates. I, I educated knowing, knowing a good deal from a bad deal, mm. uh, direct to the owner. Um, it was just, um, great location still is a great location. It's on a path of progress. Um, we the the rents were low, and we went in and repositioned it through renovations and brought the rents up to mar- where they're at market rate right now. Nice, I love it. Um, so you started the multifamily, but you said that you also like self storage. That's my focus. So I love talking about self storage. What point did you start to branch out from multifamily? It, it's um, it, it kind of goes to where where you want to focus your time at and where where. You, You've got to you've got to treat your time like a commodity. It's 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 only going to be there once. So mm-hmm. self storage enables you to put something in place, set it, and forget it. In a sense, because you don't have the the tenancy, the, you don't the tenancy as far as toilets, tenants, termites, and all of the upkeep and and the expenses are much lower. Y- your your rents are lower, but your expenses are lower, and you don't have the you don't have as much noise around a, a self-storage as you do on multifamily. Yeah. Um, and that helps with for stress levels enabling the scale and concentrate on on other things. Because there's there is you still have customers in multifamily. It's not passive. If you're if you're an operator, you're in the armpit. You need to make sure that you're you're taking care of the daily activities. So it doesn't it doesn't get you into real estate like you want to be in real estate when you think of real estate, when you hear us, when you hear the people out there talking passively, multifamily isn't there unless you're on a syndication as an LP, passive investor. Um, I'm active on everything we do. It's, um, but you can still be active plus get the benefits of a passive stream of, of income. Yeah. I'm actually, I've, I've never done multifamily outside of, um, I mean, we do mobile home RV, but that's not really, that's not true multifamily. Um, and I've done like, you know, triplexes and stuff. What is the, um, for a larger scale multifamily, what is the general like OPEX ratio that you're looking at? Uh, we're, uh, it's, I'll underwrite 50, 50, 50% 50? Um, okay. operating expense just, and we, we should be, we should come in lower. We do operate, um, pretty, very efficiently. Uh, your newer, your newer vintages of course are, should be at, uh, you know, 38, 40 max. Um, but we're not looking for new. We're not looking for mm. core. We're not. Uh, we want a value add component. We wanted. We want renovations to be needed because we know that we can renovate a unit much cheaper than uh, a lot of people around us. So that's that's where we can add value and uh, make money possibly on the renovations. Yep. So we we look for those deals. But and for everybody listening, if you want to compare it to self storage, um, if you're if you're talking about larger self storage, you know, a hundred thousand square feet. Um, plus those are, those are operating at like a 20% OPEX. Um, it is yeah. the comparison when you're talking about operating expenses is so much lower in self-storage just because it's literally, it's just a box you're renting out. And there's, there's very few things that could go wrong. Um, even with climate control, there's a few more things that can go wrong, but not a lot. Um, so yeah, I, I love self-storage, love talking about it. 
Yeah. Um, I think when, sorry, sorry, keep going. I, I think if, if you're wanting to add your add overhead, it's by choice, adding people into the, the facilities and just to stand post. That's that's more of a choice versus a need on the yeah. self-storage. Yeah. And there's not a lot. I mean, when you talk, that's the, kind of the downside for self-storage is there's not a ton of value add that you can do. Um, you know, I generally like to look for facilities that they don't have maybe a fence. They don't have uh, security systems that they aren't on online. They don't have the, um, you know, the automatic uh, yeah. rent from rent from the website kind of thing. But once you add those components in, um, there's not a ton of value add besides adding tenant protection that you could do to increase the revenue. Uh, and that I feel like that's the major downside of self-storage is there's not a ton that you can do once you, uh, um, if you want to v- add value to the property. Right. I, t- I totally agree. But once you're there, you're there and it's more, it, it's economies of scale. You can add to it much faster and your concentration uh, can go on to other things. Yep. Um, so in your submission, you mentioned, uh, you know, the, the post that you, that you gave us was getting started in real estate. I'm curious your perspective on people who are just getting started. Um, yeah. You know, maybe they have a W-2 or they have their business and they're just getting started into real estate. What are, what's the like top two tips that you could give to those people? Yeah. If, if I were doing it over, it took me a long time to really get to, to understanding it. If I could do it over, I would find podcasts first like this, like this podcast, I would find podcasts and then I would start understanding the language of real estate investing. Uh, what does that mean? That means what is an NOI, net operating income? Uh, what is a DSCR and what? how is that in direct correlation with the debt that can be taken out? How is a cap rate in correlation with interest rate? Uh, learning the language, understanding the language. And I think that I would, I would go into an underwriting class. I, I would learn underwriting. Mm. Um, that would accelerate your understanding for multifamily or really any investment um, that you're going to be, it would enable you to to see a good deal from a bad deal, just underwriting itself and learn the language along the way. Um, and then you can also incorporate the underwriting fundamentals into any business, any other business that you would be interested in pursuing, whether it's an oil change shop, a car wash, um, whatever it is, multifamily, the fundamentals of multifamily financials can be implemented into any business and, and you could actually run your business much better, more efficiently, just taking those principles from one business from multifamily to the other one. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, that's what I really like about self-storage or um, real estate in general is that it's very like numbers oriented. I'm like, I'm an Excel geek. And so I can really geek out on all the DSCR, all the, all the metrics that you use to, yeah. to evaluate a property. And so, um, yeah, love that aspect of it. Uh, I took a peek at the clock. It looks like we have run down the time. So it's time to jump into the quick question round. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Starts with books or any form of education. Doesn't have to be a book. Could be a podcast or YouTube, whatever. Um, give me two recommendations, one for general life wisdom and then one for business or real estate. Um, I, I would start with a, a mind shift book and that would be Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You've got to mm-hmm. have a um, a mind shift at some point and um, the reasons why. Uh, I would start with that. And then I've got a... Um, a poster hanging up on my on my office wall here it's it's from the four agreements um, i love that book it's um and i make my kids listen to it on a road trip if we take ones because <laughs> nice. if they if they understand rule number two don't take anything personally they will conquer life and conquer people at their own game <laughs> so yep. uh those two books i think they're uh and, and there's a ton i i i've the audible app on my phone so i i listen to books wherever i go and uh uh, just education in general, knowledge and leveling up is part of it. But um, those two books I'd start with. 
Yeah, those are great recommendations. Um, I love the Four Agreements. It's one of my favorite. Yeah, I uh, haven't read it in a while, but we just uh, we just had our first our first kid. She's nice. um, a month old, but I'm I'm going to do that exact same thing. I'm going to be yeah. listening to it in car rides, so it'll be fun. Yeah. All right. Next question is for your younger self. So let's go back to the Josh who was just starting his uh, floor installation company. Go to him. Look him in the eye. Give him one piece of advice moving forward. My son is nine. He's going to be 10 in February, a little while, but he'll know real estate. He'll know everything about real estate. So the younger version of Josh, I look at, at Dean, um, he'll know real estate to where he doesn't have to look at a business and try to figure it out. Um, he's going to take those principles exactly what I'm going to teach him. His upbringing is going to be totally different than mine. Um, nice. So the advice you'd give to your younger self is get educated sooner. Educated on real estate. The, yeah. the principles, because I think everything else revolves around real estate. All right. I like that. Uh, all right. Next question is a good one for you because uh, you started out with a, a non-real estate business, and this is about building businesses. Um, the first three positions you hire form the foundation of your company. So what were they for you? And would you do it differently if you did it again today? You're going to have to repeat that. Uh, the first three positions you hired in your business. Okay. What were they and would you do it differently if you did it again today? Uh, operations, um, of course, accounting, bookkeeping, um, production manager. Yeah, they, they came in sequence. Uh, you have to have one to have the other. There's a balance with everything. Uh, you have to have outflow in order to have uh, accounting as a problem. You have to have um, enough work there for systems to be created in accounting. So you've got to have production. You've got to have operations. You have to have accounting. They all go together. But you have to have one to have the other. And I think if you're creating new problems, you're heading in the right direction, just create a problem and then learn how to solve it. That's funny. That's a good yeah. quote. If you're creating new problems, you're heading in the right direction. That's funny. Uh, makes a lot of sense though, because that is, that's kind of how my, you know, I try to learn as much as I can before I hit the problem, but that, it, you know, it doesn't work that way. No. You, uh, you, you're doing things, you're out there getting shit done, you're running into problems and then you fix them. Yeah. Um, yeah, makes sense. All right, next question. It's about the U.S. It's a big place, a lot of opportunity out there. Give me the metro you're most excited about investing in today. Yeah, I, I really like the Midwest here. Uh, we're out of just outside of Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, we've got properties in Dayton, Ohio. Um, we're looking at um, Lexington, and uh, there's uh, there's some major things happening in Columbus as well. Big things. Their um, their growth is staggering. There's just uh, another announcement of uh, Microsoft. Um, major investment Microsoft in Columbus. So Midwest is steady Betty. It has been steady Betty for years. Um, I'm not interested in um, the Sun Belt right now, of course, but once the herd shows up to me, the market's just ruined. You're looking at best tertiary markets, which um, you know, the herd's there. So the brokers are there. So you're buying things at a negative, negative leverage <laughs> Yeah, in real estate and buy for cash flow. It just, if you're not buying for cash flow, I don't think you're going to achieve what you're after anyways. Because ultimately, we want we all want more money in the bank. That's yeah. ultimately the goal. That gives us freedom. It makes us feel good. Gives us confidence. Buy for cash flow. Forget about appreciation. It'll come anyways. Buy right. You're buying a business. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I uh, I own two um, self storage in Dallas, and I've been looking for more in Dallas for a long time, and there's nothing there. It's all cap rates are just way too low. Yeah, we just got one in Indianapolis, um, and I really like Indianapolis. It's, yeah, it's a great uh, market. The, yeah, the numbers are good. It's not 
you know, the metrics aren't crazy in terms of um, asking prices. So I like that place. All right. Next question is about finding deals. Um, It all starts with, uh, with finding the deal. So what's your favorite way to uh, generate new leads? Uh, Reaching out to realtors and brokers. Um, They will work for you for free. They will give you pocket listings. Um, If you build a relationship up, there's, um, Brokers and real estate agents have an A, B, and C list as well, just like a property is an A, B, or C. Uh, the better you are in with brokers and realtors, the more valuable time you spend with them, a true, true time, um, they'll, um, they'll send you deals and um, you'll be the first one that can send an offer. Once the herd shows up and it's out there on LoopNet or Crexy, I mean, the deal's already done. You know, you're, you're buying possibly a bill at that point. And I say possibly until your expense, one expense could throw you in the negative. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And that's uh that's the hard thing. Well, unless you're, I guess it depends on the size of property that you're looking for. If you're looking for the, the huge, the, the class a, um, hundred thousand square feet plus type of property, those ones, you definitely have to go through brokers, but I, uh, I really like doing off market marketing for the, the mid size, mid to small size properties. Um, just because I feel like there's not as as many people looking for those on the brokerage side, um, because the the commission's not as large, and so you don't there's not as much competition, and then brokers generally don't send those off as often either. So, yeah, we um, tried the off market. We tried with a had a text messaging app uh, integrated into a, a CRM, and um, hmm. uh, had some VAs outside the office that were just following up. We just had no success, and um, you get to the ten thousand plus mark on an investment, and we had to cut the cord. Oh, it's back to <laughs> you, what we, how are we buying deals? All right, let's go back to how we were actually buying deals. So yeah, broker, you, you mean you spent 10,000 and you didn't get a, get, didn't get a deal. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, we've had a lot of back and forth, had a lot of, um, uh, you're, you're, I have unrealistic expectations on how much I would sell my real estate for and yeah. everyone that we would get to that point with had the same expectations. So yeah. when you yeah, got can somebody be... in the middle, it, it helps. That can be super frustrating <laughs> when you're dealing yeah. with somebody who's just like, He's unreasonable, um, yeah. which makes sense. I mean, you know, everybody deserves the most that they can get for their property, but uh, Why, yeah, on the buyer's absolutely. side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Next question. This is about um, about your strengths. We're all given gifts that we uniquely provide this world. So what is your Superman strength? Yeah, I, I'd say the business acumen of running a, a hustle, grit, grind. Uh, no matter how much I've got in the bank or assets, I am hustling every single day to just like I've got zero. Um, and the, the business acumen of knowing how to run a business that, that that came from zero. I wasn't born with um, knowing how it needs to be done. It's learning it. It's getting out there. It's doing it. Um, you, you, can't, uh, learn the, you can't learn the experience in a book. You have to experience things in order to grow. And you have to fail. And you have to go out and you have to get up and do it again. You have to... Uh, there, there's all different forms of growth. But getting out there, taking action and doing it is is how you get the experience. Yep. Couldn't couldn't have said it better myself. Um, and failure is definitely going to come. That's the that's the hard part about real estate or business or anything really. It's just that you're going to have to expect that you will fail at some point. But um, so long as you just keep getting up, there uh, there is success for you, almost guaranteed. Obviously, nothing's guaranteed. But if you never give up, I feel like pretty much anything you go after will come to you. I'll take the failure. Take the the VA, the the marketing to uh, to direct to owners. If I didn't fail at that, I wouldn't have known that I don't ever want to do it again. It's, uh, yeah. It didn't work. Going in though, we were going to make it, we were going to get all these deals. We were going to 
all direct to the owner at great prices, make all this money, but it just never worked out. Yeah. We failed at it. So we're um, focusing yeah. on a different way. <laughs> you got to try it before you know it's not for you. Right. All right. That leads us to the very last question. This is for the listeners. You've given us a lot to think about. I'm sure people want to reach out, get in contact with you. What is the best way for them to do that? Yeah. Um, send me an email at josh at Appelman Group. It's um, I'm saying Appelman, it's Appelman, but it's A-P-P-E-L-M-A-N group.com or go to uh, appelmangroup.com. It's A-P-P-E-L-M-A-N group.com. Um, reach out and uh, see if we can get on the phone, schedule a call and um, go from there. Right on. And you uh, you have a podcast as well, right? Correct. Uh, Real Estate Hustlers. So of course, I believe that hustlers can be uh, can be taken into in many forms, including life, business, real estate, hustling, going out and getting it and getting it done. So Real Estate Hustlers is the podcast. Cool. I love it. I'll put both those links in the show notes. So if y'all want to reach out to Josh, just go ahead and click the little more in the description. It'll pull down the full description and in there. You can find those links. Cool. Awesome. All right, Dave, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, that wraps it up. Thank you very much for hopping on. All right. Thanks again. We'll talk soon. All right. For everybody right. who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So if you guys have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, Gabe, at the real estate investing club.com. And if you want to support the show, all we ask is you give us a like, subscribe, share. Um, other than that, I hope you guys have a great week. Keep awesome. rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right. Before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.